NBA Australia. How are you going? How are you going? It's NBA Australia. It's Thursday, November 11, lest we forget. Uh, I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes. Rolling Stone, Triple J, whoever else wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff. Here in Larry Armour Studios, hanging out, giving you the lowdown on all the things going on in the NBA. I tell you what, I'm a bit puffed. There's a lot going on today. It's all happening. Yeah, that's right. We're here ripping Australia a bit. That's what we do. We don't take things too seriously. No, we don't. We'll leave that for the nerds. God, they love serious stuff. Uh, an absolutely mega crazy NBA day today. 13 games. Yikes. So plenty to get through. Got a bunch of news as well. We've got all that in the NBA Australia game wraps and the uh, daily whip around. We've got a juicy slabber. That's not a knife. Oh, mate, no, mate. Spot on the knife. Better than Lonzo Ball. There's your Nas. The unpopular opinion of the day and our back take house where we're serving up a flame grill take. I believe we do have an extra special uh, Shane Hill Shooter Shoot Shooter Shot Light Em Up Award today to go with Kiwi Corner and a bonus sweaty hairy bloke of the week, Bloke Sir, which is nice. Uh, the Australian Player Watch had a bunch of the Aussies in action today. Even Greeny got out there, which is good. Got some news on that front too. Also, some game previews for tomorrow as well as some picks. And we'll finish up with a very brief diary of Stephen Adams because there's a lot to get through. All right. Let's get into it. Episode 696 of NBA Australia. Let's go. All right. NBA Australia is brought to you by Manscaped, the men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. That's right. Look after your peen. Look after your jewels. With all their manscaping products. I'll tell you what, it's great. And Manscaped have just launched their fourth generation trim, the Lawnmower 4.0 as well, across Australia and New Zealand. So you better get right around that. Because if you want to join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, you can use this exclusive offer just for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code STRAYA at manscaped.com. Seriously, I got one of the uh, big old packs. It's awesome. The Lawnmower is incredible. On top of that, you've got some spritzes, you've got some other nice things. It's just great. Even get a pair of Reg Grundies. Uh, but either way, the craftsmanship, the detail. Oh, I love the 4.0 lawnmower. It's really good. I'll tell you what. Basically, it comes down to the simple idea of it has a light, it has wireless charging, and it's unreal. <laughs> so you'll feel confident thanks to the awesome ceramic blade with the advanced skin-safe technology. And you've got trim guards if you want to get into that. And obviously, as mentioned, the light, the wireless charging, it's all right there. So, to break this all the way down, if you've been shaving your nuts with your face trimmer, that's gross, get a hold of yourself, man. What are you doing? Slap, slap, slap. Uh, You've been doing it wrong. Grow up and get your own ball hair and body hair trim with Manscaped. And they've also got a whole bunch of other products. So go check it out at manscaped.com. Make me time the best time and get 20% off and free shipping of the code STRAYER. Your balls and literally everybody else who comes in contact with them will thank you. So 20% off and free shipping with the code STRAYER at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code STRAYER. Unlock your confidence. Always use the right tools for your jewels with Manscaped. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia.
Watch out for the shock attack. Uh, you better you better watch out for the chuck attack if you're uh what are they? Stats. <laughs> I love it when Chuck is out there going, analytics man, that's just dumb shit. It's just numbers. We all know what numbers are, man. It's like, alright. So the uh, quote from Chuck goes, they made it up because all these rich dudes own these teams want to get their son-in-law a job. They are just stats, not analytics. Kind of like yoga. Yoga is nothing but stretching. I tell people yoga is just stretching. They gave it a different name to charge you for it. He's not wrong. Like, analytics are just stats. <laughs> but it's also analyzing some stats, isn't it? You know me. That's all nerd shit. But uh, at the same time, that's a great point about yoga and stretching. Right, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Straight with a daily whip around Jock Landale. Oh, no. Prayers are for Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em, Big Cock Jock Landale. He's in the COVID protocols over there in San Antonio. Uh, joining Jakob, Teenage Mutant Jakob Pertle in the uh, health and safety protocols. So basically, this is according to uh, Tom Allsborn of the uh, San Antonio Express News. So hopefully Jock's doing okay. Hopefully he's uh, feeling all right. So prayers are for Jock uh, and everybody. And we're actually going to get to this in uh, Yeah Nas, but geez, tell you what, not ideal. Uh, but yeah, poor Jock, especially when there was like moments there where it looked like he'd get some playing time and uh, hits at a pretty rough time. So hopefully Jock's doing okay. Speaking of injured, uh, you know, players that are out, LeBron James, uh, old Windy, that big sack of shit, Brian Windhorse. <laughs> this is not a serious injury. I love this. From what I've been told, the rehab is going well. It's not going to keep him out for an extended period of time. I love that Windhorse is like, it's not a serious injury. Yeah, he'd probably pull a fucking abdominal muscle, Windy, if he bent down to type his fucking shoes. <laughs> oh, fuck, I stood up too quick. Anyway, uh, so look, hopefully LeBron will be back a little bit uh, sooner than when, you know, you'd think. It was originally sort of tagged as about a week. And when it's the LeBron and you're that age and the fact that they won today, you can probably push it back a few more days, give him a little bit more time off. You'll love that. Uh, speaking of other injuries, Clay. Clay Thompson could return from his Achilles injury prior to Christmas. Uh, they were floating around the idea that he could be back for the December 20 games. So that'd be awesome, especially if you've got him in fantasy like me and like everything. I've got him just across the board. <laughs> Can't wait for him to come back. I love Clay. Other news. Dame Lillard is out in here having a whinge about officiating now. Jeez. Do you see a correlation of guards who are suddenly not being able to score as much all having a whinge about the actual refs, Jimmy? Yes. Yes. I see there's a correlation. Uh, Dame, this is interesting. So Dame goes, I feel like the way the game is being officiated is unacceptable. I don't want to go too deep into it so they make a big deal out of it. Too late. Uh, but the explanation is the shit that's getting missed. I mean, come on. I feel like coming in, the rule change wouldn't affect me because I don't do the trick. The referees, I don't do the trick plays. And it's just unacceptable. Then the explanations and the remarks in, re in return when you tell them is just like, shrug. I don't have nothing else to say about it. Well, it's still going to cost you some money from the NBA league office, but also, <laughs> Oh, what a bunch of fucking sooks. Trey Young, James Harden, CP3, Dame. What do you reckon? Yes, yes, Dame. It's the officials, league-wide. They're only just after you four guys where they've cracked down on piss-weak fouls. <laughs> Harden, Trey, CP3, they're all suddenly in struggle town on the offensive end. Gee, that's weird. What do you reckon about that? The dude's actually going to the line four times a game less than last year. 
four. He was going to the line. Free throw attempts a game, 7.2 last year, 3.2 this year. Oh, yeah, man. It's because the uh, the refs suddenly don't like me. Really? Really, Dame? Have a whinge. Uh, what else have we got? David Griffin. Oh, jeez. The uh, Presidente of Basketball Operations there in New Orleans uh, getting into a bit of an ugly exchange with uh, former Pelicans coach Elvin Gentry, apparently. He had to be separated. Yelling about this because uh, David Griffin had sort of said some shit about Elvin Gentry in the uh, press a while back, which I believe he also uh, you know, kind of refuted. But still, basically said the idea, or went something along the lines of, uh, I've given him all the answers and yet he keeps failing the test. It's like, really, Griff? And then so uh, Alvin Gentry yelled at uh, Griffin, did uh, Stan fail the test as well? Did you give him all the answers as well? Didn't like that. And everyone's like, yeah. Griff, uh, don't know if this is the uh, way you should be going about things, considering this team fucking sucks and it's your fault. Oh, I better trade Giroux. I'll let Lonzo walk and... Um now that Spindles is out and has, like, apparently the world's fucking worst hip bruise and Zion just keeps breaking his foot because he's too bloody big. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Best of luck there, David Griffin. And the last little bit of news, Scotty Pippen is now shitting on the flu game uh, in Scotty's latest fucking round of dipshit interview. <laughs> I love Scotty Pippen. 100% this is the vibe of please remember me for who I was, not for who I am. He's now out there going, oh, how hard is it to play with the flu? I was playing with the herniated disc. Why didn't you say it at the fucking time then, Scotty, you coward? Cool, Scotty. I kind of feel like we should all just go, yeah, great. On you, Scotty Pippen. Thanks for coming. Uh, there is a man who is very, very, very happy to do an interview and every time just says something fucking weird and crazy and bizarre, where, look, from his point of view, you can almost see where he's talked himself into it. But at the same time, like, at the end of the flu game, like, MJ's about collapsed on fucking Scotty Pippen, and Scotty Pippen's, like, carrying him off the floor. And, like, we're not saying that Scotty Pippen, like, wasn't a fucking legend for playing through his bad back and shit like that. That's the weird thing about this, like, weird anti-MJ stuff that Scotty Pippen's gone on. Like, the last dance was made... For fucking years and years and years. He was interviewed for it a bunch of times. Like, it was from 20 fucking years ago. Like, this has been there. You could have gone on the record about any of this stuff at any point, but now it's like, oh, I feel like I've been slighted. I better just rag on everybody. Good on you, Scotty. Right, 13 games. Let's do some game raps. Game raps, 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 13 games. This was wild. I had the, uh, you know, the big tally on, had the lappy with the four screens, and it still wasn't quite enough. Jesus, it was all going on. Anyway, Washington outlast Cleveland. Oh, poor Cleveland. Cleveland! 97-94. This was crazy, this game, because it was awesome. It was close all game. Beal was like, oh, of seven in the first half. Cavs led. And it's one of those things where you go, holy shit. That's right, Cleveland are for real. I'm feeling this. Garland hits a massive floater to get them up four late. Kuz hits a three. Rubio misses one of his two free throws. 15 seconds left. It's a two-point game. Kyle fucking Kuzma hits another three. Uh, the Cavs just sort of fell asleep on D. Leave him alone in the corner to help on the Brad Beal drive. Beal finds him. Bang. Kuz hits it. And uh, the Cavs can't get anything after that. It was weird. It was wild. I mean, the Rubio missed free throw kills you, but the Cavs D... Oh, 
Them not being able to get much uh, going in the last four or five minutes of that game was uh, brutal for Cleveland. Washington came absolutely storming back, and it was all Kuzma. We're going to talk about him later, but Jesus. Uh, Mobley had 19-7-2. He was really good. Darius Rucker, Judy Garland, he also had 19. 13-10 for go the throw. Jared Allen sent Montrez back. I love that one. Uh, And 25-5 for Rubio, who they're bringing off the bench. So the sex man gets injured. They put Okoro and uh, the other D-Wade into the starting lineup alongside Allen, Garland, and Mobley. And it's kind of working because you just go, all right, cool. Rubio can also finish the game next to Darius. But at the same time, gives you some playmaking in the middle of the game when Darius sits. So it kind of makes sense. Kind of like it. But the Cavs look good. Uh, The Wiz, meanwhile, also did. Even though Dinwiddie was kind of shit and Bill couldn't hit a fucking shot. The Wiz were great. Like, Kuzma was awesome. He had 22 and 5. He went 6 of 9. Nice. Uh, from 3, 4 of 4 in the fourth quarter. Beal ends up with 13, 7, and 7 on 4 of 19 shooting. Jesus. Uh, Dinwiddie, 11, 10, and 6. But shot on 4, like, 11 points, gave him 11 shots. Trez, though, he was unreal. 24 and 11. And uh, I mentioned he got sent back by Jared Allen, who just fucking 100% stonewalled him at the rim in the fourth quarter. The crazy thing about Trez is he doesn't give a shit, and he went back straight through Mobley and Allen at one point uh, late in the fourth as well for another big bucket, and obviously paid off because they win by three. So there you go, Cleveland. Cleveland! Weirdly enough, crazily enough, drop to now seven and five. It's just so weird and crazy to sort of think that Cleveland Cleveland are actually like half decent, but here we are. That's right, seven and five, tied with the Knicks. I'll get to them in a second, but... Your Washington Wizards are the East-leading Washington Wizards at 8-3. and three, Tied with the Bulls. Unbelievable. Right, Brooklyn. They beat the pants off of Orlando, 123-90. Uh, the Nets cruising this. Harden was cooking early. He had like 13-8-8 eight eight in the uh, first half. KD at 18. But anyway, LaMarcus Aldridge was firing. Uh, Nets had, were up by 12 at the half. Magic made a couple of little runs in the third, got it back under double digits, but then Bembry woke up, Patty, KD, they put the boot in right at the end of the third, got back up 19 and never uh, sweated it out from there. Uh, T-Rolls, Nets Kelly at 17, but no one else could really do much for the Magic men. 14-9 and and 2-4 of four from downtown from uh, MVP Mo Bumba. Ice Cold Anthony was ice cold tonight, 4-12. of 0-5 oh from 3 for 10 points, yoikes. Franz Wagner had six steals, though. Uh, not a great shooting night, but otherwise pretty good. KD had 30. KD's pretty good. He went 11 of 12. 11 of 12! 2 of 2 from downtown. Unbelievable. 17, 11, and 11 for James Harden. Another triple-double in only 29 minutes. Uh, LaMarcus Aldrich, 21 and 8. He's the exact sort of dude you want for games like this as well. So who are we playing tonight? Orlando. All right, roll out LaMarcus. <laughs> He's going to go off. That's going to be awesome. Bembry at 11 goes 3-3 from deep. Orlando dropped a 3-9. Those still stink. And Brooklyn are 8-4. They are rolling at the moment as well. The Nets have... Uh, look, they dropped their weird game the other day against the Bulls where they kind of just got their ass handed to them because the Bulls are good. But otherwise, feeling good about themselves. 8-4. Toronto! Lost in Boston. 104-88. Siakam came back and it kind of threw the Raptors off, I thought. Uh, Boston got off to a good start, but the way they sort of clamped down on D was probably the most instructive aspect of this game for me. Uh, Schroeder, Vinny Schroeder, and German Rondo, and Romeo Langford were crushing it early. Uh, but Time Lord was dominating. Scotty Barnes had 13-6 in the first half. Um, Time Lord had 14-9, though. That was pretty bloody good. 
But Boston's D stepped up big time. Schroeder kept uh, actually hitting shots while also turning the ball over. Very trick or teat from Dennis. Uh, but then they sort of just slowly strangulated them and answered every Toronto run with a one of their own. Even with Tatum still struggling with his shot, they just had enough. And uh, the Raps couldn't buy a three. They went 6-25 from downtown. Scotty B. Scotty Barnes, 21-7-4. He's awesome. Van Vliet goes 5-14 for his 16 points. Siakam, 8-7-3 in his uh, return. OG, the OG Ananobi, finishes with 14. Just not enough there for the Raps. Uh, 22-12-7 for Tatum. He did shoot a Kobe, though. 8-24. Time Lord, 16-13 for Robert Williams. Love that. Then he should that. Had eight turnovers, but 20 points. Marcus Smart, there. Had 13, and Richo chucked in 15 off the bench. The Raps dropped to 6-6. Six and six. Boston. Dude, you see the Celtics, kid? 5-6. and six. Milwaukee. I hear it's Algonquin for the good land. Beat the New York City Knickerbockers of New York City. 112-100 in New York. Rough one for the Knicks. They were down 24. Came all the way back. And then got buried again. Tough one. They led big after one did the Bucks on a back-to-back, which is crazy. They couldn't hit shit in the second quarter. But like a 9-2 run to close out the half, they led 51-42. And uh, Giannis was like one of six at that point. They hit 12 threes in the first half. It only got better from there. So the Knicks end up down 24 in the third, 18 at the end of the third quarter, and then just went absolutely fucking ham. D-Rose, they sat RJ Barrett, they sat Julius Randle, and just rode like their sort of second bench, second unit and bench lineups. D-Rose, obi Obi one, <laughs> that's right. Ain't no stopping. Obi top and Emmanuel quickly. Burks, they fired up. It was awesome. They got it all the way tied at eighty nine. But then four minutes left. It's a one point game. The Bucks just go. All right, nah, we're better than these guys. Nine zip run. Giroux hits a three, and then back to back threes from Paddy Connaughton. Giannis blocks the shit out of Obi top and uh, caught a foul. The Bucks challenge and. It gets overturned. The Bucks win the tap, and the game just completely stops there. And uh, turned around. The D, the D from the Knicks just in the last three minutes, they couldn't do anything. Grace and Allen hits another three. The game was over. They had 26 threes, did the Bucks? 26. Unbelievable. Sort of run away with it right there at the end. But look, the Knicks, they fought all the way back. But what do I say here all the time on NBA Australia? It's so bloody hard fighting all your way back into a game to get up and then stay up. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, 16 and 5 for Julius before they sat. The bench, as mentioned, was mega. D Rose had 22, 14 for Obi, 18 for IQ quickly. Burks had 14 as well. RJ sucked. Fournier sucked. Kemba sucked. The D fell apart. The Knicks, they just have these games sometimes where you're like, God damn. And then they look like world beaters. And a lot of it's just to do with that D, right? And obviously, if RJ Barrett is good, RJ Barrett. If Fournier is good, Fournier. And I'll tell you what. Evan Fournier just lighting up the Celtics has just put him on a good track with Knicks fans because that's like their first good memory of him. And it's kind of the one that stands out the most. And they forget all the shit Evan Fournier games, which have since followed. Uh, the Bucks, Giannis had 15 on 15 shots, but Giroux was really good. He had 18 and 6. Grayson knocked in five threes for his 15. Paddy Connaughton, though, 23 points, a career high, seven made threes. 7-13 from downtown. He was amazing. Shemi Ojale hit two threes. Georgie Boy Hill hit three. Bobby Portis had 17 points. Hits three threes. They cruise 26 threes. Bucks, huge win on a back-to-back there. Now 6-6. Six and six. The Knickerbockers dropped to 7-5. and five. I believe that's right. 
I believe so. Yes, because they're the same as the Cavs. Well done, Jimmy. Detroit and Houston. Hilarious. The Toilet Bowl on ESPN. I did love... Look, I appreciate ESPN for trying to make Fetch happen. ESPN, stop trying to make Fetch happen. It's not going to happen. Oh, we've got Cade Cunningham playing Jalen Green. We better have that on the telly. Uh, should you? Houston were one of nine. Detroit were one and eight going into this game. And this is a national TV game. I do appreciate the simple idea of having the number one pick playing the number two pick. Unfortunately, neither of them have been any fucking good this year. So this was just weird. And guess what? This game wasn't that great either. It kind of got close towards the fourth. Like at, two, at the end of the fourth. Two-point game with two minutes to go. But Detroit just sort of let Houston miss a bunch of threes. <laughs> because the Rockets like, what are we going to do? We're losing. We better shoot threes. Ah, oh, we missed all the we've lost. Uh, so Cade versus Jalen kind of goes to Cade. Jalen, look, he might have been the most valuable piston out there at points of the fourth quarter. He went 3 of 11 from downtown. Oh, 3 of 11! Watch out. Let's do it. Here we go. A dream of you. Yeah, Jalen Green. Good on you, mate. 3 of 11. That's just amazing stuff. Uh, 23 points, though. If you're a bloke who was like, nah, I don't want to go to Detroit. He was a pretty good asset for the Pistons today. I don't know that much. 20 and 9 for Christian Wood. What ScoMo's got for fucking campaigning. Oh, bro, I'm just going to do a sausage sizzle today, eh? KPJ, 18 points, 5 assists. The Pistons go 16 to 48 from downtown. K Cunningham was pretty good. Looked a bit uh, bit wobbly there at times with the shooting. Goes 8 of 18 from the floor, but he does go 4 of 8 from downtown. And does show you flashes of some of the, like, the uh, playmaking skills, but... I mean, it's like his fourth or fifth game at this point, so he'll be right. Jeremy, Jeremiah Grant had 35, uh, four of nine from downtown. A big Deke Bay had 16 and nine as well. And so I think I predicted Houston would win this because it'd be uh, Christian Wood going hammer and tongs against his old team. Didn't quite get there. And Jeremy Grant just went, nah, I'm going to kick some ass. Fuck you. So Houston are now one and 10. Detroit dropped to two and eight. Well, I mean, they go up to two and eight. Um, but weirdly enough, so Cade... Cunningham is the number one pick, right? Played Houston, so he played the number two pick. They now play Cleveland, so he played the number three pick, and then Toronto, who had the number four pick. That's weird. It's the week of Cade, like the summer of George. Uh, anyway, Dallas got rocked by Chicago, 117-107, the Anstey Bowl. Friend of the program, Chris Anstey. Uh, you know, his loyalty's divided watching this game, no doubt. Uh, really slow start by the Mavs. It was like, 24-13 early, but they went into a zone. An 18-6 run gets them out of it and gets them the lead by the end of the quarter. But Lonzo, Levine, Caruso just took over. Like They found their range in that second quarter. And Luca struggling with his shot. They can never really make too many inroads into this. And Chicago kind of just ended up running away with it. Just... This is the problem sometimes. Like We actually had a pretty good game from the Zinger, the extreme Zinger, but it was pretty extreme. The extreme Zinger meal. I mean, he had 22 and 12. Hardaway, the left side, 21. 12 for Powell, 12 for Brunson. Finney Smith goes 1 of 5. Bullock feels like just that dude has not worked so far in Dallas. He's gone 0 of 4 from 3 in this one. 
Feels like one of the worst off-season fit signings so far. And Luca struggled with his shot mightily. Hounded by Caruso and Lonzo and everybody. 6 of 18 and 1 of 6 from downtown. Ends up with a 20.8 rebound, 10 assist outing with 4 turnovers. And barely looked comfortable. Uh, it was a tough one. Levine, meanwhile, goes 23-3-3. Lonzo, 21-6-6. Six six. Knocked in all 7. Uh, he goes 7-14. Seven, 7 made with 3s. It's 0 turnovers as well. Vooch at 18-10-4. Tim DeRozan there at 17-7-6. And the Caruso. Alex Caruso. Oh, my God. 16 points. Six steals. He was making the Mavs life hell. That was awesome. Dallas dropped to 7-4 Chicago. As mentioned, East leading 8-3. Charlotte beat Memphis 118-108. Ja Morant had 19 points in the first quarter. But this is the problem with Memphis. You can't trust them because their D is fucking horrible. And this game kind of went the way I was afraid. I picked Memphis yesterday. But I was afraid that Charlotte, look, on a big road trip, they had to like have one game where they won it, right? And the Memphis D just doesn't slow anyone down. So Charlotte, one of those weird teams where if you give them a fucking inch, you're giving them a mile. And like they let Ubre get going. And once you've done that, you've done fucked up. He hit almost more threes than the Grizz total did. Like they moved the ball, they forced turnovers, they went to a zone. Charlotte just stymied Memphis. And Memphis had zero answers on offense and their defense just time and time again. Like, Lamelo missing shots. It was weird, but he kind of like... He could have had way more. Gordy Hay was picking him apart. But anyway, the Grizz go 9 of 38 from downtown. Jar was awesome. 32, 7 and 8. Triple J ends up with 19 and 6. The 19, it was like a late 3. It was meaningless points right at the end. Dylan Brooks is back. Good on him. He had 20 points. Goes 4 or 7 from deep. Looked good. And uh, Desmond Boone. That was a big nah from me, dog. He was horrible. So was everybody else in the Grizz. Uh, Hornets. Gordy had 23, 5 and 5. Lamello goes for 12 points and 5 of 13 shooting. 9 rebounds, 8 assists. But I'll tell you what. Kelly Oubre coming off the bench has 37 points. You've got to be a pretty bad defense to let Kelly Oubre drop you for 37, and that's where we are at Memphis. They're 6-5. and five. Charlotte are now 6-7. and seven. Speaking of bad defenses and just bad teams, the New Orleans Pelicans, the Toilet Bowl 2. I don't know how on this one day we have the four worst teams all playing each other, but here we are. New Orleans host the Oklahoma City Thunder and promptly lose 100-108 to Josh Giddy's Thunders. 18 in the first half, and my name is Jonas Valanciunas. Not much from the second. Uh, okay, so we're good in the second quarter. It was still close. The Pels led by one with four minutes left in the third. And then okay, so just rolled from there, right? A Baisley dunk, Dort free throws, SGA, Poku, and Moose Muscala all hit threes. Turns into a 15-zipper run and blows this one wide open. They're up 21 in the fourth. The problem is the Thunder then went ice cold in the, like, the last eight minutes of the fourth. They hit one field goal. It was crazy. And then SGA finally gets one to go with like 51 seconds left. That keeps them ahead like seven. There was like an 11-zip run all from Nicky Alexander-Walker, SGA's cousin. Got them back within five. SGA hits that big shot. They go back up seven. Giddy has a couple of moments where it's like, oh, geez, nah, but he was all right. And they sort of get through it all and just somehow three straight wins for the Thunder. And Nicky Alexander-Walker at 33-10 and 10 against his cousin, 25-15 and 15 for My Name is Jonas. Devontae Graham at 18 points. But the rest of the New Orleans rabble, uh, no good. The Thunder, Lou Dort at 27. He was awesome. SGA, shy red at Gilgis Alexander. Goes 7 of 19, 2 of 7 from downtown, but ends up with 24 points because he did get to the cup, did get some uh, free throws. Gids ends up with 7, 12, and 9. Good game for him. 
The Pels dropped a 1 and 11. Gross! And the Thunder are now 4 and 6. <laughs> Unbelievable. Three straight wins. Sacramento! Lost a uh, pretty brutal one in San Antonio, 136-117. Spurs got it from the start. They're up 14 after one quarter. And uh, the Kangs couldn't reel them in from there on. I mean, the Kings, look, they got a really good game from Diazza Fox. Darren Fox goes for 37, but Buddy Heald can't get his shot going. He has 12 on 14. Davion Mitchell goes 6 of 16, 1 of 8 from 3. And that just kills him. Like, Harrison Barnes was really ineffective as well. San Antonio have just got all those really active wings, and it sort of seems like if you got like two or three dudes you can sort of throw around the perimeter at Harrison Barnes, you're laughing. And San Antonio got those in droves. So uh, they made 18 threes on 32 attempts, did the Spurs. That was awesome. DeJounte Murray was great, 26-6-7. Dougie McBuckets, Doug McDermott, 17. Eubanks, Drew Banks. Drew Eubanks had 18, the redundant man. Uh, Devin Vassell went 5-7 from downtown for his 15. And Thad Junk Buckets, Thad Young, 17-5-8. Uh, Crazy stuff. Sacramento dropped a predictable one. Uh, they're 5-7. San Antonio jump up to 4-7. and seven. Probably the worst loss of the day out of some pretty crazy games. Uh, Denver beat Indy, 101-98. But Jimmy, didn't they have nobody? That's right. No Joker. No Michael Porter Jr. No, obviously, Jam and Jam Jamal Murray. Uh, they had Zeke Naji and Will the Thrill Barton, and that was enough. Uh, this was hella tight all game, and Indy could never get over the top, especially down the stretch. And it was weird, because the Nuggets just had the poise and had sort of like the weird know-how, especially down the stretch. Like, Will the Thrill, they go to him a couple of times, he gets them some points, keeps them ahead, and Indy just, they fall apart. Malcolm Brogdon just couldn't get anything going. The Suvlaki King couldn't do anything. Anyway, the Suvlaki King ends up with 20 points, 19 rebounds, 2 assists. That's Demartis Sabonis. Miles Turner has 13 points, 8 rebounds, and 6 blocks. Al Prez has 25 and 5. I mean, TJ McConnell had 16 fucking points, but they lose to Denver without, like, their three best players. It's crazy. The bench went 1 of 6 from downtown for Indy. Ugh. Got to get my sweet baby carrots back in there. TJ Warren. We'll see if it changes, but at the same time, blow the paces up. The Nuggets. Will the thrill goes for 36 and 9. Nice. From three. Zeke Naji, career high, 19 points for him. Bones fucking Highland. I love him. 12 points. He's a gun. Air Gordon shoots 2 of 10 for his 8 points, but they hold on. The Nugs. The crazy, like, uh, weird breakdown at the end where they're inbounding and they just find a wide open Jeff Green. For the go-ahead, basic sealer for the Nuggets was just absolutely dire for the Pacers. Blow it up. They're 4-8, and eight, the Pacers. Just gross. 7-4 and four now for Denver. Crazy that they win this out without Joker. I think he was basically probably scheduled for a bit of a load management game anyway, and he just takes his uh, one-game suspension without pay. It's a pretty expensive load management, but still. Phoenix beat the pants off of Portland 119-109 because uh, Nurk... The Bulls new bear, hello, got worked by Frank the... No. Yes, that's right, Frank the Tank. You look at this and go, Jesus, Yusuf Nurkic must have had a pretty tough time against DeAndre Ayton. No, DeAndre Ayton's not playing, friends. Nurk got worked by JaVale McGee and Frank the fucking Tank Kaminsky. And the Blazers never look good in this. They went 7-30 from downtown. That'll do it. Like CJ couldn't hit the side of a fucking barn. Dame goes 28-7-7. 
but only one of four from downtown. CJ goes one of seven from three with his 18.7 assists. Norm Powell, his 23. Larry Nance Jr. has 13. Nurk has eight and six. Anthony Simon just sucked. Two points and one of nine shooting. The Blazers just couldn't do anything. It was atrocious. The Suns, meanwhile, Frank the Tank rumbles through the lines of the Blazers for 31-7-3. He was incredible. He's going to pop up again in a second. 21-7 for CP3. Booker, rough shooting night. 12 points, 5-15 shooting. But he did contribute in other ways. Eight rebounds, six assists. Crowder had 10. Bridges had 10 and five assists. Phoenix, I believe, now have a bit of a uh, sneaky, sneaky bit of a five-game winning streak going where you turn around and they were sort of... Oh, six games now. Sorry, that's the uh, same as the Warriors, which is crazy. The uh, longest in the uh, league, which is absolutely bonkers because they were scuffling. They were one and three. Now they're seven and three. Good job, sons. Uh, As mentioned, I think a week and a half ago, should it be panic stations for Phoenix? No. There you go. Uh, Golden State beat the pants off of Minnesota, 123-110. This was a stomping. Wigo, Andrew Wiggins, hates his old team. Goes 9 of 9 in the first half. Absolutely fucking dominates Cat and then gets him again later with a couple of big dunks. You've got the mitten flying in. Gary Payton, the second, flying in for crazy dunks everywhere. Draymond leaves. It all starts getting a little bit wonky. D'Lo starts hitting shots. Ant-Man is going off. But at the end, a few set lists from Steph. Wigo kills Cat one more time. The game was done. Ant-Man. Anthony Edwards goes off for 47. He's got stones the size of Stonehenge. Stonehenge. 16 and 16 point, uh, sixteen shots on 27 attempts. He hit. That was awesome. 7 of 13 from downtown. 5 rebounds. 5 assists from 5 turnovers. Mm, symmetrical. Uh, Ant-Man, though, goes off. He's awesome. Unfortunately, the Wolves, the rest of them, sucked 17 points on 19 shots for Cat. Oh, I better take 10-3, says Cat. He hit five of them, but still, come on, man. You're going against Golden State. You're going against Kevin Looney. D-Lo goes 18-7. Naz Reed has 16-7 off the bench, but the rest of the Wolves rabble. Wigo turns into Maple Jordan every time he plays the Wolves. 35 points on 14 of 19 shooting. That's incredible. Three of six from downtown and zero assists. He's like, nah. I'm not passing you the ball against my old fucking team. Watch this. Bang! Uh, Steph has 25, 5, and 6. 8 of 16 shooting overall. Poole has 14 points. He shot 5 of 17. The uh, Jordan Poole, most improved player. Uh, don't like the look of that one. 11 and 17 for Looney. Otto and Belly were pretty good off the bench as well. Minnesota dropped to 3 and 7. Golden State, a league leading. Oh, geez. 10 and 1. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. 10 and 1. Anyway, and finally, the Lakers outlast the Miami Heaters. Jesus, so many games. 121-17 in overtime. A weird game. The Heat couldn't get going early. The first half is a turnover frenzy on both sides. The Heat lose Jimmy Butler to a turned ankle or whatever it was. And then they come storming back. They get the lead out of nowhere and sort of hold on to it for a bunch of time because of Hero and Bam. But then you get the Monk attack. Malik Monk. Lakers get the lead at the start of the fourth because Malik Monk is just out there getting buckets. And Hero battles them for a standstill. We get all the way down to the bottom of the fourth. Westbrook is just out here crushing it. Go-ahead layup. Looking great. PJ Tucker, though, gets a put back out of nowhere. Ties it back up. And then we get the classic end-of-game situation for the Lakers, where it seems like their entire playbook is give it to either Westbrook or AD. Let them just throw up a contested three, and we'll go to overtime. <laughs> it's happened three times. It's insane. 
Anyway, they just outlast Miami in the overtime because Miami just kept missing free throws. Duncan Robinson missed a couple. Bam missed one. Uh, there was another missed one after that. It was pretty brutal. The entire game was pretty brutal for the Heat, really. I mean, losing butts after only 12 minutes was pretty rough because you feel like in a late-game situation like that, I think I'd rather have Jimmy Butler than not. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, Tyler, there goes my hero. Five of eight from downtown. He ends up with 27 and a couple of times, like, with these go-ahead or either game-tying shots, God damn it, every time he is so clean when he rises up to shoot that it looks like it's going in, and then it's, you see the trajectory, and you're like, long, short, wide, whatever. But God damn, when he goes up, you're like, that dude, no, oh, no. Nah. <laughs> 28-10-4 and four with six deals for Bam. He had four turnovers and also fouled out at the end, though. 18 points, 11 assists for Kyle Lowry. Big boot of Kyle Lowry. He did go 2 of 10 from downtown. And how's I'd like to have a beer with Duncan? Duncan Robinson, 12 points. Jimmy, that's not bad. He shot 4 of 16, 3 of 13 from downtown. And noted shooter was 1 of 3 at the free throw line. Absolutely rough scenes. Oh, that's right. Dwayne Deadman missed the free throws right at the end, didn't he? Oh, four hands up. Rough one there, Dwayne. But how was PJ Tucker? 10 points, 13 rebounds, crushed it. They just fall short. The Lakers, meanwhile, AD has 24, 13, and 4. Shoots 10 of 23, which is about par for course for AD at the moment, isn't it? Uh, Rusty ends up with 25, 12, and 14 with eight turnovers. Almost the quadruple double. He's got the triple double. He was right there, too. Ends up 10 of 22, shooting three of seven from downtown. That last possession was just... I'll tell you what. 27, though, for the real hero. The real hero for LA. Malik Monk. This is the best part because this is like the game... That the Lakers go, oh, fuck, Malik Monk's awesome, eh? Not knowing that Malik Monk has one of these games every four to six weeks, basically. Sometimes it'll be every two to three weeks, but then, you know, he'll have a run where he's looking like the greatest fucking little guard in the NBA, and then you just won't hear from him from, like, you know, another month and a half. Uh, but he was awesome. Four of seven from downtown, 10 of 13 from the floor, 27 points. He crushed it. Mallow has 12 Wayne, Wayne Wellington has 12, knocked in four threes as well. And uh, Avery Bradley, five of eight from downtown for his 17 points. They end up with 18 made threes, the Lakers. This was a huge steal of a win. So rather than being six and six, they're now seven and five. Got to feel good about themselves and the Heat are seven and four. 13 games. Juice. It was a big day. All right, let's fly through the rest of this. NBA Show Pro Performance of the Night. Oh, God, there's heaps of these. <laughs> Knife. That's a knife. Oh, Lou Dort. Really, Jimmy? Nah, Lou Dort was awesome, though. 27-5-2, shoots 8-13, of 13, goes 9-10 from the free throw line. Kuz! The Wizards were down 9 with 6 minutes left. Kuzma then outscored the Cavs by himself 12-7 to to win the game. He goes 4-4 four four from downtown, including that go-ahead 3. He goes 25-5, 1-1-1. 8 of 14 from the floor, 6 of 9. Nice from 3. Incredible stuff. Kelly Oubre, I mentioned he's 37. That's an all-time record for uh, bench points today against the Grizzlies. Incredible stuff for Kelly Oubre. Ant-Man's 47. Tyler, there goes my hero. Malik Monk. But of course, KD goes 30 points on 11 of 12 shooting. He was absolutely fucking amazing. Five rebounds, two assists, 11 of 12. But it's KD, and he was playing the Magic. This has got to go to Frank the Tank! Woo! 
Frank Kaminsky, 31 points, a career high. Seven rebounds, three assists, 12 of 18 from the floor, two of five from downtown, off the bench. Frank the Tank, you absolute fucking legend. That was absolutely incredible. I mean, that was, un- like, this is just absolutely unprecedented for Frank the Tank. He just goes completely off. It's like run our test with his Wheaties. I got Wheaties! I got Wheaties. Unbelievable. All right, let's do a spot of the night, though. Where's spot of the night? Come on, Jimmy. Spud, 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 Spot of the night. Zero points, zero field goal attempts, zero free throws, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks, three rebounds, six fouls in, uh, oh, what's that? No, seriously. No, really. 11 minutes. That's right. 11 minutes, 0 of 2 from the free throw line, three rebounds, two turnovers, six fouls in 11 minutes. Dwight Howard. You giant absolute spud. <laughs> that is incredible. Holy moly. Uh, Poku goes one of eight. KCP, the notorious KCP, goes one of eight. Anthony Simons, one of nine. I mentioned him earlier, though. Desmond Bain, one of ten from the floor. So this is the thing when it comes to Memphis's offense, right? Like, Jar can be absolutely incredible, but literally, if there's, like, one sort of uh, gap in the armor... For Memphis's offense, it really falls apart quickly. Like, everybody has to be basically playing half, like, not all good at the same time, but at least half decently. And if there's one or two dudes that struggle, it all just fucking falls in a heap. And Bain was that guy today. Like, Dylan Brooks maybe mitigates that a little bit, but, I mean, he didn't today. And we did see it last year, like, because Triple J, and he's, like, not exactly efficient scoring you got to have the other dude just giving you a little something-something, and when they don't, it'll sink you. Uh, and Duncan Robinson, missing those two free throws in a minute left in overtime. Would have made it a two-point game. Bam misses one as well, obviously. And so does uh, Dewey and Deadman. But Dunky Robinson, I mean, it's getting to be uh, not great. I mean, geez, it's a lot of money you're paying to a dude who just went 3 of 13 from downtown. He's had games where he's gone, what, 5 of 17, 2 of 11, 2 of 7, 2 of 8. Oof, bit of a rough one. Shooting 34% from three is our man, Duncan. I'd like to have a beer with Duncan, because maybe you'll find he's fucking shot. Old mate, no mates. 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 Who's got no mates today? Uh, we go in Minnesota, clearly. He fucking loves beating up on his old team, doesn't he? Kills Cat twice. He got straight killed twice. He got straight killed twice. So he got straight killed twice. Uh, it's crazy how much he hates him. And the crazy part was, like, you could see all the smiles on the bench, which was hilarious. Like, as this uh, sort of... Because it did get close, but the Warriors sort of pulled it out of the end and were up, like, 14. Pretty, you know, minute minute or two to go. They were uh, feeling good about themselves. Steph's on the bench. Wigo's over there. They were sort of chilling. Big, a bit of a smile on their faces at that point going, yeah, yeah. We fucking own Minnesota. <laughs> uh, definitely some old mate no mates there with Wiggins versus Minnesota. And Scotty Pippen. It's very quickly turning into this weird thing where like we almost have to like punctuate everything with Scotty Pippen. Like, I fucking love Scotty Pippen, but jeez. And it's brutal. Even like, you know, old folks like Wilbon jumping in on him as well now. It's like, Scotty, just leave well enough alone. 
People are going to buy your book, mate. You don't have to drag literally everybody. Pantsing of the night. Oh, who could this have gone to? There's a couple of ideas here for Pants in the Night. So Jared Allen sends Montrez back in the start of the fourth quarter. That was awesome. And then Montrez gets him back, so, you know. Um, Caruso is really sort of showing that the Lakers kind of maybe pants themselves, right? Because the stories are now coming out that Caruso gave the Lakers a chance to match the Bulls' offer of four years, $37 bucks, right? The Lakers are like, nah, we're good. And he's like, all right, how about less money but four years? And the Lakers are like, nah, we're good. And the Lakers eventually came in. Uh, two years for 15 million bucks. And Caruso's like, ah, well, I'll take the more than double that uh, to go to the Lakers, thank, uh, to the Bulls, thanks. And then you saw it today, you've seen it like in the last week or two, he's really come along in like leaps and bounds of just like massive impact basketball plays. And it came again on the clinching play at the end of the Dallas Bulls game where we end up with a, this could have been, a, this is the panting of the night, the 360 dunk. From Zachy Cakes Adam Levine just gives him the old 360 dunk, but it all came from a Caruso steal where he came from absolutely nowhere. Dwight Powell's like, what just happened? How did I lose that ball? Thought he was foul, but like Caruso's like lying on the ground, giving the ball to Lonzo. Lonzo does this weird, crazy playground pass. It's like a softball fast pitch. It was bonkers. Gets it to Levine, 360 dunk, gets teed up for something, but hilarious. And just an all-round panting because you're sort of looking at the Lakers going, you know who they could really use? Oh, yeah, Caruso. And they could have just paid him. Anyway, uh, other panting, it's got to be Cat. It's Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns got yammed on by his old best mate, Andrew Wiggins, twice. Hilarious. The putback later was even maybe better. My God, they were incredible. Wiggo's dunks were insane. And now Cat's like, um, so last week he said, if I know one thing about slides here in Minnesota, the losing streak could go from 3 to 18, 19, 20 real quick. Uh, yes, it could, Carl, because you've now lost six on the trot and you are about to play the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Suns. So it could uh, go from 3 to 9 at least very quickly. <laughs> but him getting dunked on twice by Wigo is just hilarious because I love that Wigo gets the uh, eye of the tiger. Andrew Wiggins, Maple Jordan against Carl Anthony Towns. Every time, it's fucking hilarious. Who is better than Lonzo Ball? Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you gonna get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Hey, you know me, I'm fair as fair. I calls it how I suzes it. That's what I do here on NBA Australia. And Lonzo was fucking good today. Real fucking good. 21-6-6, and goes 7-14. It's all seven of those were being threes and zero turnovers. But Kyle Kuzma, <laughs> the 27th pick in that same draft of Lonzo, after our Fultz, Lonzo, Tatum and co. Kuzma, 22-5, 1-1-1-1, 8 of 14, 6 of 9, nice, from three. But the crazy part was, outscored, as I mentioned, the Cavs by himself. Down the stretch, which was absolutely crazy. 12 to 7. And I kind of want to give him better than Alonzo Ball simply because he was apparently, uh, you know, refuting some hecklers in the crowd who were like, hey, hey, Kuzma, LeBron got you that ring. And everyone's like, no shit. I mean, if you play on LeBron's team, LeBron's getting you the ring. Like, that's dumb. 
That's a dumb heckle. And then Kuzma apparently responded, yeah, and without LeBron, Cleveland ain't shit. Oh, loved it. Kyle Kuzma. Hate him. The Armenian Allen Allen looking motherfucker, but boom. Better than Lonzo Ball today. The game winner, absolutely stellar shit. Good heckle comebacks. Kuzma today, better than Lonzo Ball. Uh, Let's do some Yenaz right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. Zuzumia Nas, brought to you by thedailyliquor.com from East North Brewing. If you're in Melbourne, party time. Freedom! And if you go anywhere without a couple of slabs, a couple of beeros, a couple of wines, a couple of cocktails under your arms, what are you doing? So go to the online bottle thedailyliquor.com from East North Brewing. They've got amazing beers, wines, cocktails. The party packs are really good. The sampler packs are great. So go check it out. They've got the Lick Beer Ginger Beer, the Sample Brews, and I love the DOS XPA, you know that. So... It's for the Melbourne metro area. area. There you go. Use the uh, code STRAYER and you'll get a free six-pack of those DOS Blockos XPAs. So same-day delivery if you order before noon. It's for Melbourne metro. Off you go. TheDailyLiquor.com right now. Banging that code STRAYER. Get a free six on me. Love it. Right. Yeah, Nas. David Rose. Love this one. If Ben Simmons was so worried about the fans, he should have suited up when his team has been decimated with the Rona. The fact that he hasn't shows what a shit bloke he is. Team should come first and everything rolls from there. He would have had the fans and his team on side. Then if he still wants out, the rest of the league says maybe he's worth what Philly are asking. Yeah, nah. I love this because it feels very, very much um, what a good bloke would do. Like, yeah. Someone would look at this situation and if he had half a fucking brain, Simo would have looked at this and gone... You know what? Put it aside, coach. We're in dire straits. We're missing all of our good players. Even the shit one. Seth Curry's out now. Let's fucking go. He rides in on his white horse, takes over the team for a week and a half as as Embiid's out. And nah, Ben Simmons doesn't. I mean, sure, he's probably not in game shape. Sure, he hasn't practiced with the team all year. But it'd at least fucking give you something, wouldn't it? It'd give you a little bit of a, ah, look, I'm not a massive cunt. You know, that kind of vibe. The team would love him. And as David actually points out here in that question, the fans would be on his side. Like, even begrudgingly, I think Sixers fans would have to go, oh, shit. Well, that's kind of good of him. At the same time, Tyrese Maxey's been that good. Maybe the fans would be like, fuck off, Ben. You're going to ruin this shit. But at the same time, so Ben has spent the last, what, four or five years yelling about how much it's about a team, it's about winning, I love this city, I love these fans. Fucking prove it then. Your team's been completely decimated. Can you put aside the mental health problems and, like, you know, your problems with Embiid, etc., for, like, you know, a couple of games, just ride out there and help out that team? Apparently not. Bit of a rough one. So, yeah, shit bloke territories that he hasn't at least maybe, you know, hinted at it either as well. And I kind of thought that that might have been one of those uh, the clutch sort of uh, leaks 
would have been maybe about this. Like, well, Ben was actually thinking about suiting up, but Doc and Daryl said not to. You know, that kind of vibe. If you're not 100% in, you're not in. But yeah, that's a great one from David Rose. I love that idea. Like Ben Simmons going, oh man, these guys are a bit fucky, eh? All right, I better step up. But no. Right, uh, Thomas Lee. Hey, mate. Yeah, nah, for today's show, with a heap of NBA players still getting the Rona, was the NBA's claim that over 90% of players are vaccinated absolute bullshit or have the players just been really, really unlucky? Cheers. Yeah, nah, nah. I don't reckon that was bullshit with the vaccination. I think... um, I really, this is a great question as well, right? Like, I think it ended up being at like 98% or something for all the players. I think it's more testament to the lifestyle, though, of the players and like basically of a pro basketball player, right? Like, when you're in close contact with folks, like, all the fucking time, like on planes, in locker rooms, in training, etc. So, if one person is like unknowingly becomes like a close contact of somebody else, the fact that they're sort of doing all this uh, working out and traveling and playing and all that sort of stuff, it just does seem to make it, like, much easier to spread. Because, obviously, I mean, the vax doesn't mean you don't get it. It just makes it harder for you to get it. It mitigates the effects somewhat as well, right? Like, similar vibes to how uh, even now in Victoria, we've still got a shit ton of um, shit ton of cases, despite being, what, 85% double vaxxed. But the hospitalization rates are obviously way down, so... Um, but this is fascinating, isn't it? Because it's like the idea of what you think about what their lifestyles are like at the moment in the middle of a season. It's like planes, buses, hotel rooms, restaurants, maybe the club, maybe running into some uh, ladies or fellas. Uh, you met on IG, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Don't know uh, if the NBA are uh, policing that as uh, hardcore as they did in the bubble. You know what I'm saying? And if like, you know, one or two people just out there, whether it be people in that tier one of personnel that each team has that have, like, you know, pretty close contact with each other, etc. If there's just one that has, like, you know, one of those sort of fleeting transmission moments and it sort of does end up as a breakthrough and then you're around all those people all the time as well, then you can sort of see how it spreads a little bit. And uh, so I don't think it's bullshit about the vax rates. I think it's just the way that a pro basketball player's life is makes it a little bit easier for it to get around and for it to take hold. Like, you've seen it with a couple of teams, right? Like, you've seen Larry and Kevin Love. You've seen Jakob Pertl. You've seen Jock Landau. You've seen Tobias Harris, Isaiah Joe, Embiid. So it just sort of seems like the proximity and, like, the, all the indoors shit that pro basketball players are going to be doing is probably, like, the part that bites them on the bum more so than anything else. Tough one. Tough one. Because it's not like you feel like... Even with, like, footy, like, AFL or rugby or something, training is still going to be, like, outside. <laughs> you know? It's weird to think about. But anyway, Scotty Baxter had a great one that he sent me on the weekend that I uh, forgot to do. But I really like it. And it's like, it was like I was halfway through writing a question about this uh, when I remembered that he had it. So Scotty Baxter goes, yeah, nah, less calls killing momentum has been why we've been so many crazy turnaround games. Yeah, nah, Yes. I absolutely love this. And he also went on to add, and also in the increased physicality. Yeah. I mean, so we've talked about Dame bitching and moaning about the calls, etc. But that's also the biggest thing, right? Like when you even actually saw it in the Heat Lakers game today, like Tyler Hero got called for an offensive. Even Bam was getting called for some, some of the offensive fouls and shit like that. But it does let teams 
without like, you know, Harden jumping into somebody or, you know, Steph doing it, etc. I do love that Steph is like suddenly the little golden boy of like, oh, he never did it. He did it all the fucking time. Dame, Trey, basically you're scoring guards and just throwing them the ball and going, all right, we're going to get something. And yeah, the sort of weird shitty calls that you'd sort of see that would kill like another team's momentum means that you get more turnarounds because essentially what this has come down to, the way the officiating has gone this season has meant that the flow to the game is really fun, right? And that flow can turn on an like on a dime, and that's where the turnarounds come from. So it really comes down to coaches going, fuck, do I need to call a timeout or not? Oh, geez, and then suddenly like runs will just happen and coaches have to be cognizant of their timeouts and all that sort of stuff. And I think the next thing is going to be like the NBA have gone, holy shit, this is great. And the take fouls and the clear path fouls and stuff, I reckon you'll see them turn to Fieber's, uh, the FIBA rules pretty quickly. And, uh, yeah, I think that's why we're getting so many turnaround games and really topsy-turvy results and why you've got such a big creamy uh, middle of both conferences, right, where kind of anyone can beat anybody on any given night, any given night, which is awesome. So it's a great call by Scotty. I enjoyed that. All right, unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Uh, I don't know if it's unpopular, but something's fucky in Indy, and I reckon they should do whatever they need to to go get Ben Simmons. Like, it's just brutal. The problem is, like, having extended Brogdon, it makes it a lot tougher. But my baby, my sweet baby Carrots Levert, maybe. Uh, what else you got? TJ Warren. Just maybe he could help them, but it's just fucked. Uh, and another bit of an unpopular opinion of the day, um, Luca. We got a bit of Luca magic the other day. Is he really performing at top-notch level at the moment? He's shooting the same percentage as Giannis from downtown so far this season. He's 24 of 84 from three. And he's looking pretty big. I mean, far be it from me to say. I mean, holy shit. Lockdown has been brutal on your mate Jimmy. You have to uh, start ordering the extra-large fucking basketball jerseys at this point. Jesus. That shit might have sailed. (laughs) I went for a run today. I nearly died. (laughs) I rode the bike rode the bike with the squid on it to uh, daycare. And, uh, yeah, boom. <laughs> I went for a run, nearly conked it. Anyway, uh, Luca, come on, he's got a, he's not playing that great. It's weird. I thought he was a shoo-in for MVP, but it's not quite there at the moment. All right, Outback Takehouse time. Let's do it. It's Thursday, and our back, and you know what that means? Oh, yeah, two for one blooming onions. No prick knows what the fuck these things are back in Australia. What is it, a deep fried onion? Made to look like a flower? How about you blow that out your ass? Well, you either eat them raw or chuck them on a barbie. Actually, only fucking lunatics eat them raw. What are you doing, you mad dogs? Either way, only at our back, blooming onions, two for one. The ref talk has just been a smokescreen today from Dame Lillard because all we know about Dame is that he's a good bloke. And this is a little bit more of another arrow to his bow for his tanking to get to the sixes. That's right. Dame sucking, sucking a little bit more just makes it all the easier for Dame to tank his way and make it easier for Neil O'Shea to go, righto, fuck it, and pull the trigger. 
on a Ben Simmons trade. Because the way Tyrese Maxey's playing, I'll shake and spin it like, oh, well, we got Maxey as well as Simo. Off we go. So there you go. Now he's complaining about the refs. Watch Dame go into another tailspin. Only that outback. Uh, I found the Dame ref talk really weird. Because he does pull some of the shitty moves. Not the shitty, shitty jump into your moves, but he does pull the, uh, you know, curl around the screen and sort of go up and expect a bit of contact and play for the shot, not the contact. Dame usually does. It's just weird that his free throw attempts have gone so far down. If they're calling it tougher, I don't know, be tougher. Righto. Uh, Let's be back with Australian Player Watch right after this one. This is Mick K, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do the Australian Player Watch. Patty thrills in that win over the Magic today for the Nets. 19 minutes, 1 of 7 from the floor. Patty will do these ones. He'll have a couple of little runs where the uh, shot just uh, goes a little bit. But he's all right. 1 of 5 from downtown. He was still a plus 26. Second highest on the team today. So 6 points, 3 assists, 2 rebounds and a steal for Patty. Uh, did go 3-3 from the free throw line. So not bloody bad. Josh Green! A season high for Josh Green! Finally! Woo! 2 minutes. Well, about a minute 50 he got out there for. Goes 2 of 2 from the floor. For four points. And this is one of those things I've been lamenting Greeny's uh, attempts and unwillingness to just go fucking completely hammering tongs to just get up a couple of points here and there when he does get these tiny little little bits of run. And if you watch uh, the end of today's game for the Mavs, that's exactly what he did. <laughs> He's taken the advice and gone, no, I'm going to get some fucking points. And he did. So good on him. Hashtag free Gein, Greeny. Get him out there. Fuck Reggie Bullock off. Get Josh Green out there. Josh Giddy against the Pelicans. Goes 3 of 10 from the floor. 1 of 3 from 3. Absolutely canned a beautiful corner 3. Uh, ends up with 7 points, 12 rebounds, and 9 assists. The triple-double's coming, boys. I can tell you. Uh, 5 turnovers as well for Gids, though. But look, he's 19. <laughs> the Thunder have won 3 on the trot. I do love that they keep putting him in positions to succeed late, though. He's like, He does have those moments where he looks a little bit shaky. But uh, Mark Dagono, the uh, coach there in OKC, he's kind of like, nah, fuck it, Josh, have a go again. He's like, oh, okay, thanks. And uh, as mentioned, no jock today for the Spurs because he's out with the COVID. So that's him and Matty T now. Jeez, rough as guts. Right, let's do a very quick Shane Hill shooter, shoot, shoot your shot, line him up award. Praise the Lord for I'm healed. It is the Shane Hill. Shoot a shoot. Shoot your shot. Light him up award. Oh, yeah. So, Seth Curry. The other day, one of the things I forgot to mention was that uh, oldest player to have a 50-point 10 assist game ever, which is gnarly. And Steph is now basically hunting down Ray Allen for, like, the most threes of all time, which is absolutely crazy. He's just, like, right there. Um, I believe, yeah, what the the most threes ever. He's basically, Ray Allen's 2,973. Steph's, like, less than 100 away from that now. That's uh, pretty good. And he's played uh, in 586 fewer games so far. So that's pretty bloody good. But the 50 and 10, that was awesome. And he was great today. Let's get me some more, Steph. I'm absolutely loving it. 
Uh, sweaty, hairy bloke of the week. I just want to add this one. George Nangyang. That's right, George Nyang. Uh, he and fucking Furk and Corkmaz on the same team. I reckon if the Sixers want to keep paying Ben Simmons, we'll just put him to fucking work unclogging the fucking shower drain <laughs> after George Nang, Georgie Nyang and uh, fucking Furk and Corkmaz have been in there because uh, Ernie's keep that way. Cripes. Uh, Stephen Adams, the Kiwi Corner. How's our big Kiwi friend going so far? Uh, got off to a good start. It's been a rough couple of uh, weeks for the big Kiwi, though, hasn't it? So since we last checked in, he played Denver last week. He had 8-8-4. Eight, eight, uh, but the thing is, he did have 5-6 and six with two assists against Washington in a big, 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 big loss. And in the overtime, lost to the Minnesota Timberwolves. He only played the 19 minutes. He had three points, three rebounds, one assist and a block. Half decent game today. He goes one of five from the free throw line, though, did uh, big Stephen Adams. And this is one of those reasons where I was like, oh, yeah, Kiwi corner today. I'm watching Stephen Adams. He was in the paint. He was causing havoc. He's ragdolling dudes. And then missing, like, every free throw. And it was pretty brutal to watch. Nine points, 13 rebounds, three assists, and two blocks. And it's one of those things where I talked about, like, uh, the efficiency of the rest of the Grizzlies. And if big Stephen Adams... Pretty sure we put the moxie on him because up until last week, he'd been, I think, 15 of 15 from the free throw line. And then as soon as we mentioned that, he missed one in the uh, Washington game and then he missed four today. So, bit of a tough one. So, I think he's uh, he's now at 17 and, well, that'll be 18 and 23 from the free throw line now, which is not as good as 100%. So, Tough. Anyway, right. Penny Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in. Let's do that one. All right, this was a good one. Jingles on the IG. Uh, Dougie Fresh, Lex Hartfish wristband for his mate Dougie Fresh. Uh, Jingles reposted that today on his IG, uh, just remembering his buddy Dougie, um, which is awesome, and I believe Jingles still does that. So really nice stuff from Jingles. And Jingles, look, if you go check out his Twitter at the moment, there's some really good info on all the stuff that they do in the Utah community as well. Uh, with, uh, you know, folks dealing with, uh, you know, either kids, uh, relatives, loved ones, whatever, uh, you know, on the spectrum and dealing with ASD and a whole bunch of other stuff. So go check it out. Like, Jingles is just a font of knowledge and compassion and amazing stuff. So go check it out on his Twitter. Right, game previews. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, Inadvert and Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. All right. How did you cope with the 13 games? I'll tell you what, it was a bit of a rough one trying to keep track of everything, but I think we got there, didn't we? So uh, we actually, with the picks, we went 6 of 13 today. I was feeling pretty good. I think we had the heat pick late. I was like, all right, we're going to go 7 of 13. That's good. Nope, 6 of 13. But that's, uh, you know, a bit of a tough one. What can you do? 92 of 162, though, for the season. Still bloody good. Uh, tomorrow we have three games. Woo, it's like a half day off for me. Love that. Maybe I'll go for another run. <laughs> How did Jimmy die? Well, he died doing what he loved. Running? Nah. Just watching basketball and having a heart attack. <laughs> Sixers hosting the Raptors. Hilariously, the Sixers are one and a half point favorites. I am taking the Raptors in a heartbeat, plus one and a half. I mean, the Sixers will play tough, but I mean, we sort of saw it the other day. Even if Seth Curry comes back, they'll be scrappy, but without Embiid, Harris, and Co., it's just it's probably a little bit too much. And the Raptors, I think, 
a little bit better than what we saw in Boston today. They've proven it time and time again. I think it'll click again. Uh, I'll take the Raptors plus one and a half. Indiana on a back-to-back go to the Yaz. The Yaz are nine and a half point favorite, which, look, that seems like a lot. And then you remember Indy lost to Denver today, who didn't have their three best players. So, what do you reckon? Should we take user? Nine and a half is a lot, though, isn't it? I might go Indy plus nine and a half. Because I kind of don't... Look, Utah actually have the size to kind of deal with them a little bit, don't they? Because they do have uh, Hassan Whiteside <clears throat> and uh, Rudy Gobert's the Stafford Tower. But I feel like Indy will just have a bit of a fire lit, on, lit up their ass and uh, they will lose, but I think they'll make it a little bit tougher and cover that one against the Yaz. And then finally, hilariously enough, you've got the Heat on a back-to-back in LA. All right, fellas, don't go out and party too hard tonight. You've got to play the Clippers tomorrow. Heat are two-and-a-half-point underdogs against Paul George and the Clippers. Maybe without Jimmy Butler. Um, I might have to go the Clippers here as the favorites. Two-and-a-half-point favorites. Clippers are rolling at the moment. It doesn't make much sense, but fuck it. Why not? All right, there you go. Oh, jeez. What a big day that was. It was huge. All right, we're going to uh, finish off with the Star of Stephen Adams at the end of this. Very quick one, so stick around for that. Uh, but either way, back tomorrow. Wrap up those games for you. We'll do some other fun stuff as well. With only three games, it'll give me a chance to actually do some other shit. Uh, in the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face EIG, we're all over the socials. Check out NFL Australia. Gaz and I cover off a huge bloody Sunday week this week in the NFL. Adam with World Wrestling Australia over on YouTube. Adam's talking about WWE. He's got Aussie action from NXT. Uh, he's got some promo work from AEW on CM Punk. All the regular bits, World Wrestling Australia on YouTube or FWCIE on Twitter. Go check that out. Always great. We did our Rodman Malone uh, bit, which was awesome fun and uh, an absolute cracker. So go check out World Wrestling Australia if you're into it. Get around to NBAstraya.com slash shop. Buy some merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Chuck us a rating and review on your podcast app. Go on. And manscaped.com. Use the code Straya. Get 20% off and free shipping. Look after your balls, would you? Come on. TheDailyLiquor.com. Use the code Straya. Get a free sixer and knowable. If you download the Knowable app, bang in the code Stray, you'll get 20% off. All right, big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. And also, always, Joshua Delorentis, Fascinator, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify, however you listen to your tunes. Either way, NBA Australia supports Australian bands. So should you. All right. We're going to close out today's show with a very, very quick diary of Stephen Adams. Enjoy that, and we'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. There's NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And later, who's in now? Oh, look, diary, I'm real sorry, but I don't have much time to write on you this week, but it's me, Stephen Adams, eh? Um, it's your best friend, Stephen Adams. I write in you all the time, bro. You know that. You know all my other deep, dark secrets, eh? Like how I keep doing poos all the way around Memphis just because this barbecue runs through me like nothing else, bro. Anyway, bro, i got to run because I accidentally booked in to go see the movies, bro. To go see that new Dune movie, eh, bro? And it's about to start, bro, so I better get going to go see Dune. I really love Timothy Chalamet, eh? Timothy Chalamet is probably my favourite actor, eh? So, also, you don't know how hard it is to get a cinema booking here in Memphis, so I don't know what it is about people here. They love going to the cinema. 
they eat some barbecue, they go to Beale Street, and they go to the Cinema Brew. So yeah. Okay, that's it. Everything's good though, eh? So until next week, brew, love, Stephen Adams E.